Are you thinking of buying a new car? Unlike some other places, Consumer Reports will tell you the cars that are good and will tell you the cars to avoid. That list of cars to avoid next on Talking Cars. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Talking Cars with Consumer Reports. I'm Tom Mutchler. I'm John Lincove. And I'm Jake Fisher. This year, we did sort of an extreme makeover to our April cars issue. We broke it down into segments, telling you what cars were good for certain people. Say you wanted something sporty or something luxurious or something that rode well. Something we also did is we told you within each segment what model to avoid. Now, this got quite a bit of publicity by some places that repurposed it and kind of spun it in a different way. But we thought it's interesting anyway to, to go through the models that if you're buying a new car, we really don't think you should buy these. So it's a pretty long list. I'm going to get started. First off, we're not big fans of little city cars. You know, stuff like the Smart 4.2 or the Scion IQ or the Chevy Spark. Why is that, Jake? Because they, well, they're really small and they're kind of built to save you a lot of money, um, and they really don't. First of all, they're not that much cheaper than actual real cars, like a Hyundai Elantra or something. Um, also, the fuel economy they're getting isn't really all that great either. So, I mean, these are city cars that are made for maybe streets in Europe or something, where I can't really get my big Elantra through the streets. But you know what? Here, it's not really such an issue. I don't need a sign IQ to get down the street. In fact, it's pretty scary when you're driving down a highway in this little uh, kind of clown car. They don't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, if you really, you know, you look at them, they, some of them start kind of cheap. You're really better off getting a, a certified used car or, or just a, a late model used car if that's all you can afford. It's a whole lot more car for your money. John? Yeah, add in premium fuel for the smart car. So, you know, you're spending that I mean, At least the smart money. car does get you good fuel economy. It gets you good fuel economy, but the driving experience is awful. You're only fitting two people. It's a herky-jerky transmission. You're, you know, you're driving like this. Um, I don't even know if they have a dealer network anymore. I mean, yeah, it kind of you know, they seem to be evaporating. You know, you talk about the, the size of them. Yeah, in Europe, it would be great. Driving in Manhattan in a Scion IQ, deadly. You know, I mean, between the livery cabs, the livery SUVs, the people in their SUVs, the delivery trucks, I wouldn't want to be in that thing. I'd rather be in an SRX or something a hell of a lot bigger. I mean, driving in Manhattan's a bit of a death sport. It's, it's blood sport. You know, it, it's, it's just kind of crazy. But DC, Boston, I mean, you know. There's... I, I could see this in San Francisco. I could see it where you have a little Google tiny buses car. everywhere. There you go. Just work. Just work. But, you know, it is. It's, we're, we've, we've moved where SUV is the urban vehicle. Even if it's a an escape, it's still bigger than, a, than that. You know, a bunch of escapes, as far as I can see, you don't have the visibility, you know, and, and you sort of have the deet deet little horn, you know, you're, you're, you're screwed. We did have a comment on YouTube that would very much disagree with you. Uh, of course. Here we go. From Tesla Fit, the smart car is one of the funnest cars you can drive. The electric drive is just incredible. Super quick, spokes many cars, so much damn fun. 6,200 miles on mine. Funny how CR talked bad about the smart, calling it one of the worst cars. I'll have you know that the Smart is my very first car, and have you guys been driving Smart cars 50 plus miles every day for two years? No? Well, oh well, do you really think you have a valid opinion on the car? Yeah, oh. nope. Okay, so the Smart cars we tested, I drove from our Yonkers facility into Manhattan, around <clears> Manhattan, <throat> up into Connecticut, and then out to our test track. It was the scariest trips that I've ever taken. Driving on the highway, you're blown around by, by SUVs, let alone semis. You know, very nice. People like their cars, people are passionate about their cars, totally get it. Um, he should drive more vehicles. Did you see the word electric? He did mention the word electric. So just to be clear, yeah. the one we tested was not an electric one, mm -hmm. and electric drivetrains are kind of quick and snappy, yeah. and actually 
make cars better. And well, you get rid of the horrible transmission. <clears throat> that's kind of the biggest problem with that smart car, yeah. is that you go, the transmission just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. let's, let's quite be frank about it. Yeah. But there are bad cars in other categories too. There certainly are, yeah. Um, moving up a class, uh, small sedans. There's a lot of good small compact sedans. You know, there's a lot of modern stuff. Um, but ironically, one of the oldest uh, cars in that segment, the Mitsubishi Lancer made our list, as well as one of the newest, the Dodge Dart. Yeah, the Lancers just kind of also ran long ago. <clears throat> one of the two should have been dropped. Cheap interior, noisy engine. It's just not much to it, except that it, you know Mitsubishi plays in that subprime market, and that means it's one of the few options for many people buying a new car. <clears throat> Dodge Dart. It'd be interesting to see what our orange one does, our, our test car now. Yeah, our, but we, it's the past one, just bulky transmissions. Engines not mated well to the transmission. The first generation were uncomfortable seats. You know, those are a little better. Uh, there's just better cars out there. It's snug. So, so, so I'm just gonna pick up one thing that you just said. Better cars out there. Mm -hmm. And this is why this list that we did, we're looking at different segments and saying, avoid this car in this segment. So we're not saying that the Dodge Dart or whatever is, is the worst car you can get. We're saying though, if you're looking at a compact sedan or you're looking at something in a segment, there's so many good choices there. Why do you have to suffer with that? Why, why would you get that one over, mm -hmm. over some of the really good competition? Yeah, I mean, the Dart, we bought it 2014. As we've said in earlier podcasts, they did improve it. It's still not, you know. It's not up to the competition. No, it just That's what it's just because, you know, the volume engine's a 2.4 liter. It's not that refined. It's not that efficient. Um, I feel a bit bad for the Dart. I mean, you know, it has promise. It, it rides well. It handles well. It was supposed to be, you know, Chrysler's first real good small car in a long time. I mean, they, they have temporary layoffs at the factory because it's just not selling to expectations. I mean, it's not, it's not a horrible car. It's, it's, it's not a Trabant. But, it's you know, it's not it's, a horrible car, and it's, it's also a, a big step from where they've come. I mean, you know, we've, we've, we've been here long enough that we drove Dodge Neons, Neon. oh. and this thing is an Eon better than a Neon. Did I, did I say that? It's no Lost. SRT Neon. <laughs> That's a different, different <laughs> That's true, a very true. different <laughs> beast. Um, also talking about some, some rather old and tooth Chrysler products, uh, in the midsize sedans, uh, you should really skip the old Chrysler 200 in the Dodge Avenger. Yes, and this is old, old, old Chrysler, and they're gonna be quickly uh, replacing those models, thank goodness. They're just not competitive at all. You could get them cheap, and you might Which have- Which is probably why they don't sell that many darts, because you walk in there, and if you're not really fussy, I can get a bigger Avenger for the price of a for dart. For pretty much the same price, yeah. I was actually recently in a, in a Dodge dealer, and I saw that. But the, the dart is a better car. Um, than that, and you know, you will still see the Chrysler 200. You'll see those, in, you know, when you're renting a car. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> if you don't aren't quick and grab the uh, the Ultima that's sitting there. Yeah, don't don't get on a delayed flight and get in late. No, and then buy that car. And um, you know, I, I just I just gotta crack up because someone actually took our list and they ran with it, and I think it was on a TV spot, and they're like, okay, roll the footage of the Chrysler 200, and they showed the, the new, new redesign oh, 2015, no. and it's like, no, we're not talking about it because it got back checking. That car looks that look looks pretty good. We haven't driven it yet, but you know it's that car will definitely be it will definitely be better than this. <laughs> yes, guaranteed. I think without um, um, driving it, I'm willing to say that we'll be put put ourselves on a limb there. I yeah, think yeah. We'll it, that, it will yeah. it will be better than these. Moving up, um, you know, if you want to get a bigger sedan, uh, you know, there's there's a good number of good large sedans out there. You know, the Impala, the Chrysler 300, but you really shouldn't get a Ford Taurus. What's up with the Taurus? Um, just in an ergonomic sense. Uh, it's a very small trunk opening, for example. Huge trunk, small trunk opening. 
rear seats, snug, such a big car. It's a big car with a it's tiny interior. It's a giant interior. car with a tiny interior. They did a disappearing trick, you know. Ford, it's magic. Ford Magic waved over and they took out all the interior. And, <laughs> you know, and then there's, it's just, it's, it's not exciting to drive, not particularly enjoyable. Um, it's, it, you're, you're stuck with uh, my Ford Touch, you yeah. know. So look, Chrysler 300, you know, has its own little compromise issues, I think, of visibility, but far roomier, far more comfortable, far better tech up front. Uh, you know, just in the sense of two very similar sedans, let alone going to Kia Cadenza, letting go to anything else in that class. Yeah. Got, any, got anything? <laughs> well, you said it. I mean, the, the, the big thing about that, you see all these little small cars that have, like, the really big inside and they're small. It's a, you know, yeah. Honda Fit or sure. Nissan Cuba, whatever it is, and this is the opposite. And it's a big car exterior-wise. You know, if you're, if you're shopping car by a tape measure and how long it is and how wide most, it is. Most size for the money. <laughs> But I mean, most most family sedans are, are roomier inside. Yeah, I remember going when we first saw that, and everyone was fawning. How great it is! It's only it's amazing. We said, "Oh, but the rear seat's tiny." I was like, "Oh, you're crazy!" Now, if you look at all the reports, if someone does a test of a Ford Taurus, they're quick to say, like, "Well, you know, I don't know how it's so small and such." And it's just like, get over the newness of it and actually look critically at it. You know, which is what we did, and we've said all along since the day it was launched, it's tiny inside. What the heck went on? Yeah, where did it all go? I mean, you can make the same, moving on to electric cars, you can make the same complaint pretty much about the Lincoln MKS. I think what really, because, you know, the Lincoln MKS is on our list as long as well, I'm sorry, as well as the BMW 7 Series Lexus IS. We'll talk about those in a bit. But, I mean, again, the MKS, man, if you spend 50000 bucks on a Lincoln MKS, I feel really bad for you. You know, it, it just, you know, dynamically, it's very, very plain. You yeah, know, it, I mean, it's, it's very much very, very similar to a Taurus. Um, you know, it's got more capacitive switches, so it makes sweet. the, you know, my Ford Touch just one more step where it's even harder to, uh, you know, change radio stations Same or whatever. Same size, more suck. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the logo. Lincoln MKS. Worst Same marketing size, man ever. more suck. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a forgettable <clears throat> sedan. Forgettable luxury sedan. They depreciate like stones too. Um, you know, and an MKZ is a much better car and probably has more, as mm -hmm. much if not more room inside. Yep. Yep. Uh, another luxury car with no room inside is the Lexus IS. And I mean, this is in an already small, you know, I mean, look, the, the compact sedans aren't big, but man, this thing. So, so the Lexus IS, I mean, that, this, is, this is the one, you know, again, you're looking at, you know, other reviews of the IS and we came out and said, yeah, yeah, it's not so good. And there was a lot of reviews out there saying this car is really good because they were looking at the IS-F or the IS-350, the yeah. ones with the big yeah. engines and the high performance and the, the rear drive one. cars. And, <laughs> and, and we went out and <laughs> I'm, I'm cracking up here because some, some like motor blog or something said, those weenies at Consumer Reports, they went out and bought the IS-250 all-wheel drive, which is the weenie car. I'm like, you know what? 85% of their sales are the e all-wheel drive 250. They're the 250 yeah. all-wheel not because, yeah. you know, Jake decides that's the one that I want to buy. You know, he also said that I don't have um, a car myself, but I have two race cars, but I, I drive the press cars. Anyway, I, I digress. So it's all good, forgiven. But, um, but the point is, is that we bought the car that everyone buys. Mm -hmm. See, all-wheel drive, 250. It's got a gutless motor that uses lots of fuel. It's no room inside. And you know what? It's fine. You want to have a sporty car with no room inside? That's fine. Be sporty is not sporty. It gives you that bad ride. It gives you not sporty driving. The hump underneath the, your, your oh, leg the with the all-wheel drive. drive. It, it, yeah, we, we've... California, when they, they do the high-performance rear-wheel drive ones, but you know what? Most of the ones they sell, they're all-wheel drive. And yep. you get this hump under your leg because they designed this car 
for a Japanese market. So they're like, oh, forget about the passenger side. And there's this hump. It's, it's, like, it's like an F car from the, from the 80s. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as long as it doesn't get a crack in the roof. Well, back the, we'll I, I think it'd be a little more durable than but, that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, really disappointing. We've, we've, and, and, and the point is, again, is that you avoid it. You know why? Because there's great cars in there's that There's a lot segment. better cars out there. Why would there. you get that? That's, and it's not like this is like the penalty box forever. It's not like you're better off buying a smart car off of it. The point is, is that in that segment, yeah. well, it's debatable. The electric yeah. one has some... I hear the electric one's a lot of fun. I heard. It was like somebody wrote us about it. But, um, but yeah, why would you get that when there's such great cars in that segment? I mean, Look, it, and, and Lexus is leasing, you know, they're leasing these for cheap, but you can, you can lease a BMW 3 Series for sure. cheap. I'm going to move on because, man, we've got a lot. I think, and it's about the third episode we've, we've, we've blasted Lexus IS. Uh, <laughs> especially me. Especially John. <laughs> the BMW 7 Series made the list. And I mean, that surprised a lot of people because again, the people who recast the list as yeah. the worst cars you can get, there's no way that BMW 7 Series is one of the worst cars you can buy. And it's not. And they're right. And they're right. It's one of the worst cars you could buy if you're spending $100,000 on a car. Yep. Stand behind that. And that's the thing. <laughs> you know, damn it, if you're going to spend 100 grand on a car, you better get a really pretty nice car. Yeah. And I mean, it's nice, but it's just. You could do a little bit better. It's, it's old, lost it's everything. It's old school Buick and it's tuning. It's lost everything that <laughs> two generations ago, pre iDrive 7 Series. My God, that car was the. Oh, yeah. Was it. That, that car was it. And it's, it's gone so far away from what a 7 Series has been. A8 trumps it. The new S Class kicks it into the corner. Oh, you know. Gosh. Totally and, right. And even in that category, you know what? Uh, a Jaguar, that money, a I buy a Tesla over it. Yeah, a Jaguar XJ. Oh, a Jaguar XJ. Yeah. I mean, again, anything you know, else. <laughs> you know, Shows its monocle and snooty rear to it. <laughs> and I mean, we're not being jaded here. You know, it, it's saying, look, if you spend that much, if you spend that kind of money, get yourself something really good. And this just isn't as good as the other cars. Uh, moving on, the Honda Cross Tour. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the Cross Tour before, that it, it's, it's sort of this jack of all trades that is really not good at anything. Yeah, I mean, it's really a shame that we can't have a Accord wagon. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. But they said, okay, you want an Accord wagon? Well, we'll make it not so much a wagon. So, okay, fine. It's kind of a sloping back. And, you know, it wouldn't be bad if it was just like a hatchback. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, it's, it's got a hatchback with no rear vision. It's got, it's all-wheel drive eyes. It's outback eyes. So the, I mean, it's... The steering's the, really the not ri- The steering is not connected, which yeah. is... The screens. It's got all the screens so that's and all the... just a negative to Tart. So it just... It also has the shock towers coming in so much that There's, it really you, you keeps it from being a use, useful vehicle. It's good for putting in suitcases. It's bad for putting in boxes or bicycles. Any, bicycles, or like yeah. Anything bicycles, larger, larger yeah. Larger than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Outback. You said Outback eyes <clears throat> it. Buy an Outback. That's again the whole thing. Better cars in the category. Yep. Super Outback. Right. Go, go get a six-cylinder Outback. Uh, moving on to SUVs. Uh, again, you know, old Chrysler products. You know, Chrysler's been working for years to kind of clean out clean out the dead, basically. And, uh, you know, a lot of that older stuff still makes this list. I mean, the Jeep Patriot and Jeep Compass. You know, again, there are so many small SUVs out there, mm-hmm. and then there's these. And they're still just hanging around, and they'll, they'll disappear soon for the, for the Renegade, and which, which we'll, is, we'll leave that as, as John is. said yeah. in the last episode, he's, he's not so sure about. Yeah, I think it's a little weird looking. I, I don't, I think it's always the Jeep brand, but we're not, you know, but it doesn't sell the Jeep brand as much as the Jeep Patriot does or the Compass. I mean, you know, that those are, they may be okay off-road, but they're just, you know, they're, they're, you can see that they're product planning. We need to hit fuel economy, and this segment looks well, so we'll throw this together. 
and it wasn't seem like a, it doesn't seem like a fully big product. I mean, it was developed during the the, um, the Mercedes years when they just starved them for, for mm -hmm. money and development and the SUVification of everything. Yeah, and it, it showed it wasn't wasn't great. Uh, but something that's much newer is the uh, Mitsubishi Outlander. Yeah, Mitsubishi, they're really on a they're a doing great tear these days. Um, yeah, I mean, we've never seen it, but I mean, we see Mitsubishi just each time coming out with, um, moving the bar each time with new product. It, and, not lower. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, the wrong way. Yeah, um, yeah that's just really disappointing new product. Yeah. Absolutely, and just virtually every way. Well, the air conditioning works well. But, um, well, that's right, Gabe. Gabe, was, <laughs> Gabe liked Gabe the air conditioning. <laughs> and until the road came out, it was the only three-row SUV in the segment. That's right, so for two and a half months, it was the only, it was the only one, and so it could be the best-selling three-row small SUV. Yeah. Then, they had, but, then they had to recall but, those but, ads. Erase that. But you've got, a, you've got a great segment, you know, small SUVs. I mean, that is the family car today. You've got great options out there with uh, the Forester, with the CRV, with, with, with others, and it's just, it's just not competitive in virtually any way. No, it, it just really isn't. Something else that was kind of a letdown, and probably one of the more controversial cars on this list, is the brand-new Jeep Cherokee with the 2.4 liter. We, we talk about this a lot in the office. We do. Well, you know, first of all, it's interesting because we talk about the four-cylinder. It's really disappointing. And I've driven that four-cylinder at length, and it's got an engine transmission that don't communicate at all, um, which is problematic. Um, you know, and then you look at it from a logical standpoint. I mean, it just is not, again, competitive in that very competitive market. Um, when you go to the V6, it does help out some of the, mm -hmm. the V6 and transmission issues. You know, still, it is not, you know, it's not giving you great fuel economy. It's not giving you great performance. Um, it is giving you a Jeep image. If you want to drive something that's a little bit different, <laughs> right? I mean, you know. 41, slam it on Well, there you know what? I mean, know. it's the interesting thing. You look at people who buy luxury cars. You know what I mean? We can go to test luxury cars, and we can put them in and compare, you know, a lot of them and throw them in the family sedan category and say, you know what, they're not that competitive, but they are giving you something for it. And with the Jeep, you know, it does give you, you know, style. it gives you style, it gives you a lot of features, you have the 8.4 screen, you have a lot of things. Um, but when you really come down to what it does as a small SUV, it's not competitive with the best. Yeah, it doesn't do it as well. And then when you start loading it up, you get to the V6 and then you start putting the niceties and it gets really expensive. And so you have poor fuel economy. You're spending a lot of money for the car. Right. Even if you get some money off of, off of it, you know you're in a long lease, perhaps a long a lease or a long uh, monthly payment, you know, situation. You know, it's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of car uh, in, in content that's available, but it's also a lot of price. And you know what? You can get a lot of that lower. You can get a better vehicle, and some proven vehicles too. You know, it's a first generation. So. Well, that's true. But and once you go in that V6, I mean, you're you're up in you're up in what RDX territory, mm -hmm. really. Yeah, you're you're around at least 32, 33 to get a leather one. I mean, it gets real close to, to what an RDX yep. would cost. Uh, yeah, the, the the V6 is okay. You know, not not the greatest car, but um, yeah, the four cylinder is just really kind of kind of sad and overpriced. Avoid that one. Yeah, avoid the four cylinder. If you have to get a Cherokee, get a, get the V6. And plenty of people are buying Cherokees. Yep. There's no question about it. But if you get one, get the six. Moving up a little Certainly bit. Certainly a lot better than Patriot and the Compass. <laughs> That's right. Uh, moving up a bit to, to mid-sized SUV, um, the Ford Edge. You know, another, you know, it's low. Which is a big seller, but. Big seller, you know, I, I see fewer and fewer, I think, on the road. I think you see a lot in rental fleets. Um, it's yeah. getting to the point where you know, I could just buy a small, I could buy a Forester and basically get the room of an Edge. You know, for me, the, the big thing with the Edge is that it's, it's kind of dated. 
um, inside and that you have MyFord Touch, which is problematic. I mean, my wife and I actually looked at one a number of years ago. We ended up buying an MDX. Well, we were looking at a number of things and she saw. Did you break down in front of the Ford dealer? Why did you? <laughs> no, she actually had a rental. And oh, she was okay. intrigued by it, you know, and we were looking at an SUV. And, but it's even back when we bought our 2011 MDX, it was old looking, old feeling. It was loud. And that was right after an update. Right. So, you know, it hasn't gotten any better in three years. So, there's again, just better. It's not an awful vehicle. You know, it'll probably take you for a three-year lease or whatever. You know, you'll be okay with it. And you might be a little maddened by resets of my Ford Touch. But, you know, there's just better vehicles out well, there. Again, again, we're saying avoid it. We're not saying this is one of the worst vehicles right, that ever made. Right. But if you're in that very, very competitive market, and, you know, and when you're looking at an edge, I mean, you can consider some of the, the better off small SUVs that do those things. You're looking at some of the, you know, you look at something like a Hyundai Santa, Santa Fe. Fe. That's exactly Again, it's going to kick this ass, you yep. know? So, I mean, you look at... Why would you get that when yep. you could get so many better things? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, same thing goes for the Nissan Armada, oh. which I don't know if anyone knows it still exists. I mean, it is, I believe, the most expensive car ownership-wise in our survey <laughs> yeah. because of gas and massive well, crazy depreciation. Well, and crazy depreciation, also reliability issues. Mm -hmm. You know, this is really interesting. You know, I mean, a lot of people, you know, for better or worse, they're still looking at, like, oh, I buy a Japanese car, I'm going to get rid of reliability. Well, Nissan Armada has proved time and time again that's not the case. Right, right. That is a car you want to avoid because it has a lot of problems with it. They've just had problems with that line throughout. It's been, you know, very up and down, but mostly down. You know, yeah. with that. They the Titan the, and the Armada have been. Right. They took the Infinity off of that platform when they redesigned the QX80. I think it's uh, QX80. It's some number. It went to the Pi. The, the, the QX120. QX yeah. QX Pi. So, so yeah, you know, I heard a lot of horror stories about them when they were starting with that line, yeah. let alone now. Yeah. Um, also, a, a car that's hung around longer than Methuselah, the Volvo XC90, which is just old. Another one that, you know, when I was looking at a 3 SUV, considered, and we were actually testing one, so I was like, well, I could maybe get the test car. Just awful infotainment integration, awful third row seat usage, you know, to have to pull the seats forward to pull them out from under to pop them up so if you're going to use those. Narrow, um, just just half, kind of half-baked. It, well, because it's well, old, it's, because it's, it's, it's so I think old. it's over-baked. Yeah, well, true. Yeah. Fair enough. And I mean, and I, just, think, I think the new one, you know, we're, we're sort of seeing bits and pieces of the new one with, um, with uh, CarPlay, you know, that would be mm -hmm. one of the first implementations of uh, Apple's CarPlay. You know, Volvo's gonna go to all turbocharged four-cylinders. Uh, hopefully they'll get some weight out. You also say their cars tend to be kind of heavy and solid. Know, the, the, the new styling's very nice. Yeah. Let's, let's hope. Let's hope the new, the new one's a whole well, lot we, better. We went MDX over a Volvo XC90. I mean, right there, better vehicle. Yeah, um, there's also the uh, Land Rover Range Rover Evoque. Mm -hmm. Which is cute. <laughs> From the outside. And it's a Land Rover. But it's yeah, got a big it's, sunroof. That's better than LR2. Well, it was the, it was the first. I kind of <laughs> like the LR2. It's better than the LR2. I'm with you on that one. But, but it, 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 it was, what's interesting about that car is, you know, it's got great visibility if you're looking up straight up at trees. Yeah. It's got that glass <laughs> roof. <laughs> glass roof. But awesome. if you want to look anywhere around you, which is kind of odd because, you know, Land Rover was kind of like. Land Rover generally has terrific visibility. Right. They're usually the one, you know, the dashboard's down here and you could go look because you're going through. You feel the, like English royalty. Hello, citizens. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. So, but, but, but this is a car that you can't see out of. Honestly, monocle down. Um, but I mean, it, it also, there's no glass. There's it's no also, glass down it, here. It's, it's, it's a, but it's more than that. It also, you know, it, it's a whole big thing that it's sporty, but the steering's crazy. Mm -hmm. The steering's weird. It looks sporty from the outside. You got to give them that. 
Oh, it does look sporty. There you go. Steering's just That's not good. that bad. But it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> scary how it foretold what the, all the, the Land Rovers are going to be pinched at the back. You know, you saw that, and now you look at the sport, and you're like, oh, wow. You know. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it looks great. Yeah, it looks good. Um, there's two cars on the list that we didn't, we didn't publish on the list. Uh, they're parked behind us that, that, that Gabe wanted on the list, that, that we just didn't get on the list in the magazine, but Gabe's out testing, so. Uh, the, the, good for Gabe. I Gabe got tire squealed. Did you hear that? <laughs> Gabe out. saw they were in the room and he is, had a Is leave. Gabe okay? <laughs> <laughs> go, go see if he's okay. I'm sure Gabe's okay. <laughs> uh, there's the Acura RLX, which is just a really non-competitive car in this segment. This would be a fine mid-size sedan. It would be mm -hmm. a fine thirty-nine thousand. It would be an okay thirty-nine thousand dollars. Maybe, maybe thirty-three. <laughs> but I mean, but for thirty-nine thousand, you could get yourself a you know a pimped-out Impala, and it's it's better. It's a whole lot better. It, it is. Both front-wheel drive. There's also the <laughs> right. You're not you're not getting yeah. you're not no. gaining anything by by getting it. You know, before at least you know you could have all-wheel drive. If the, now it's front drive. You know, with super four-wheel steering, which mm, who cares? It would be nice if the RLX was as nice as the Impala. That would be mm -hmm. It would be. No, that's a real good point. Uh, there's also the Fiat 500L, which just... It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's roomy. It's sort of roomy. There's room for fish, because it kind of looks like a fishbowl. Yeah, it just doesn't drive well. Just it drives like a fishbowl. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Like you said, I think, Milan. It would look great in Milan. It, it, would, yeah, it would be nice. A family of seven. But yeah, it doesn't drive well. I mean, you know, it looks neat. It's roomy inside. It's just the driving experience is just really unimpressive. And there are vehicles that give you room and are cute and drive well. Yeah, I mean, you're 25 grand in a Kia Soul. Yeah, is absolutely. A, is goes, Much better value goes. in it. It's, it's nicer to drive. And it has a darn good infotainment system as well. So you're not like, you can't say, oh, well, it has the Uconnect. Like, no, you know what? The Soul's infotainment's great. Yep, yep, that's right. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We'd love to hear your comments. Obviously, we probably touched on some nerves, if, especially if you happen to own one of the cars on this list. Sorry. But we, yeah, John, John <laughs> says he's sorry. Yeah, I think Gabe. Uh, so, Gabe. You're not Gabe, you're Jay. <laughs> it's oh, all right. I'm not used to this. Uh, so anyway, feel free to leave us comments. Feel free to get a hold of us by Twitter. Until then, we'll see you next time.